your hour of drive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie. And you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. Thank you for joining our program today. Boy, are you in for a treat. There are shows that I look forward to because I know the quality of the content is going to leave you impressed, inspired, and absolutely ready to take action. Today's that program. We've got a degree of diversified individuals coming on the program today and the topics that they're going to have a chance to share with you uh, is going to inspire you, but it's going to inspire you in ways that will help you recognize that, number one, there's opportunities out there. Number two, there's decisions you need to make right now that are critical based on recent decisions made in our government. But more importantly, with one particular guest, boy, you're, you're going to be filled with hope for the future generation of this country and you'll get a chance to recognize that immediately as soon as you hear one of our guests begin to speak but if you're brand new to this program i want you to know you've arrived at the right place at the right time make sure that you visit our dedicated show site the jmamietalkshow.com there you'll find all of our previous episodes you'll find links to our prior library of quality content we're in our third season now and we're just rocking it uh, and continuing to just develop our audiences all around the world. I love the feedback that I get from many of you as you continue to find our program. And I want to ask those of you who are current listeners, share this program. Get it out to your friends and your family. Post it on Facebook. Post it on your Instagram. There is great quality content here week to week to week that is changing the mindset and the lives of many now over the last three years. So keep in mind, share if you care the program. And by the way, you could also follow me on my Instagram channel. That's at the J Mamie. That's my handle. Also on Facebook, the J Mamie. And of course, you could find me on LinkedIn. That being said, I want to let you know that today's show is going to feature three individuals who are bringing three different uh, points of views helpful, thriving points of views, and you're going to be impressed. Our first guest is going to tackle the subject that is near and dear to me because of the work that I do and I've done for 30 years in the financial world, and that is the student loan debt problem that we are now going to find ourselves in again, you know, after three years of not paying student loans because of the uh, the pause button as a result of COVID that was pressed on student loan payments. Now a recent decision by the, uh, the Supreme court uh, has now uh, brought the, has reintroduced the repayment of student loans. Now millions of Americans across the country who are already tight and struggling with the cost of living increases and inflation and and just uh, the the overall uh, concern of a recession and job security. Now here we are, uh, here, here they are rather having a new bill and uh, not a new bill but a resuscitated bill. Um, having to be paid, and that's going to put a lot of strain in, in a lot of uh, the households in this country. Well, how do you find help? How do you find relief? What are the resources available to help you? And one of those resources is the Student Loan Forgiveness Program, but ask any American, how does it work? How do they qualify? And they have no idea. I know many of our listeners would love to know, either for yourself or for someone that you know who uh, is, is, is troubled by the student loan debt, how to get help? Well, David Kazarian, he's the CEO and founder of Student Optimum Services, a 13-year-old company that has been helping thousands of Americans eliminate, get out of debt, have the debt forgiven, and they are going to be an integral part of a plan for you moving forward if getting out of the student loan debt, finding this, uh, getting out from under this burden, something that you seek. We're going to hear from David. He's going to give us the ins and outs, all the things you need to know if you are saddled with student loan debt and if you are losing your peace of mind, he's going to share some uh, information that hopefully will reintroduce peace of mind and your finances. That's important. Then we're going to have a chance to hear from two young dynamos. You know, the future of our country sometimes is questioned because the hands is going to fall into, right? Well, you're going to find your hope in the future of our nation revitalized because of our two guests who are dynamic people, 25 and under. One of them is running her own firm, 
Elena Lujan is the CEO and founder of Elevated Virtual Assistance. She's only 24 years old. What a powerful story. Doesn't have a college degree, but her desire to be somebody and find problems, uh, find solutions to problems in the virtual assistant world is bringing her right to the top of that industry here locally in the DFW area. We're going to hear her story. An amazing young woman with the mind of someone who is way more mature than a 24-year-old. But on the heels of that, we're going to have a chance to hear from John Loringer, who is a consultant. He's also not far removed from graduating college. He actually graduated college uh, locally. But the mindset that he is developing in the sense of uh, future thought leader, but what he's also sharing with his age group, with those in his demographic, young professionals, about how to excel. His story is phenomenal. He's going to give you hope also for the future of our nation. These two individuals will inspire you, and I'm excited to have them on our program. Guys, I want you to know, you can continue to come here for this type of quality week after week. Our show continues to reach audiences around the globe for the very reasons you're going to find out today. Make sure that you stay in tune after this break. We're coming back with David Kazarian and our two young rising stars, young professionals you're going to want to know more about on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Hey there, Grow Getter. Are you a new or aspiring entrepreneur who is tired of all the different messages that you're getting about how to grow your business? Or maybe you are a seasoned entrepreneur who has been experiencing burnout and not really sure where to go right now with your business. Well, my name is Carolee Moore, and I am the co-host of the Be More Mindful podcast, where we help you to shift your mindset so you can transform your business. If you want to learn more, visit us at www.bemoremindful.com. That is B-M-O-O-R-E, mindful.com. Hi, this is Jay Mamie. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm looking forward to this segment. I mentioned in the beginning there are some things that are important for you to know right now if you're going to thrive, and decisions that are made at government levels uh, affect us, right? And there's the decision recently that was made to reinstate student loan payments is going to impact the lives of millions of people in this country. So no one better to have a discussion than that would be someone that I've gotten to know recently, David Kazarian. I mentioned earlier, he's the founder and CEO of Student Optimum Services, a wonderful program that is not only already changing the lives of, of students and those that are carrying student loan debt, uh, around the country, but boy, is the impact going to be made now more than ever with this decision made that's going to impact the lives of millions. So we're excited to dive into the story and the goodness of what Student Optimum Services has to offer. David Kazarian, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Thank you for all your listeners. David, before we dive into the goodness of the program, what you do, how are you going to impact the lives of, of millions more moving forward? Let's just hit the pause button on that and let's get our listeners up to speed with a little bit of your story. Absolutely. So um, it, it's, a, it's a simple one, but it sounds like, you know, it's a story that repeats in a lot of people's lives. So um, out of a tragedy, something incredible happened, right? Mm. And so back in the early 2000s, I attended a technical uh, college uh, here in L.A., Los Angeles, where we're based out of. And I graduated with right around $25,000 in debt. A couple of years after I graduated, the school I had attended was forced to shut down by the Department of Education for unethical business practices, overcharging students, under-delivering education, just all kinds of nasty things. And this happened to a lot of schools nationwide, right? Corinthian colleges, Everest College, all, all, all these schools under the Corinthian umbrella. Now, because the school uh, was no longer accredited, neither was my degree. So I was out of work, Jay. Mm. But I still had to pay back the 25000 in loans I had uh, acquired with interest. And this is when I decided to go and get licensed as a debt arbitrator, which is just a fancy way of saying a debt negotiator, work with the system to get rid of this debt. 
started helping friends, fellow classmates, and uh, people in my community and in Student Optimum. And over the past 13 years, we've helped over 5,000 clients, I believe, we're servicing and have over $100 million on track to be forgiven. That's an amazing story. You know, one of the things that you said uh, early on, a common story, well, it's it's not a common story because not many people will decide to sort of champion the cause for others based on their own frustration. And that really, what, that's what happened with you, right? Uh, out of frustration, inspiration was born and you exactly. decided, yeah, you decided, let's go out and help some people that are struggling with this debt. And boy, I tell you what, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, if you're going to be successful in the marketplace and my listeners are business owners, startups, uh, people that want to be in business. I mean, I, I span, the, uh, the the spectrum of all sorts of listeners, but it is it is geared towards those that that have an eye out for business or opportunity, and I've always said that if you can provide a solution to a problem, there's your starting point for a business, right? And you certainly are solving a huge problem that's only going to get bigger. So I imagine that's the reason why you were inspired to to launch Student Optimum Services. Uh, let's talk about this recent decision. How has uh, this recent decision, this, this you know, g- uh, government decision, uh, as you spoke about earlier, how is this decision going to affect the student loan repayment process? And but more importantly, what's the impact going to be to student loan holders that haven't paid in three years since the pause button was hit because of COVID? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, loan forgiveness seems to be a very hot topic in the news these days. But interestingly enough, a lot of uh, folks have forgotten about them, at least what it feels like to get that bill every month. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, although this pause on payments was helpful to a lot of borrowers struggling financially, especially during the pandemic. Again, what it also did was allow folks to forget, you know, what it what it's like to make a monthly payment. And, uh, you know, you send in a hundred or three hundred or even a thousand dollars in monthly payments and you get your bill the following month and you see that your principal went down by about 20 bucks because most of that payment went towards interest. So yes, uh, bills are going out in a couple of months. Payments are due in October. They've been on hold since March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And folks are having a hard time budgeting and uh, really navigating available options, especially with all the changes that did happen over the past three and a half years in the student loans world, like student loan servicers going out of business and ending their contract with the Department of Education. Loans got transferred, right? You started the pandemic with one company as your loan servicer, and now you have someone you know, a whole new devil that you need to work with. And that's exactly what we're here for. So we asked for 90 days for successful enrollment and approval. So really the time to take action on this is now and get on a call with us and have your student loans on track for forgiveness and find what your options are before you have to make a single payment ever again. You know, I got to imagine that we're we're in a time right now where people got comfortable, right? And not making any uh, payments over the last three years. Uh, and, you know, but there's one thing about human nature, what you get comfortable doing uh, too much of, all of a sudden it becomes part of your lifestyle, right? And you you begin to make new decisions based on uh, this this lifestyle and not making a debt payment. You can get real comfortable with that. But now it's being reintroduced in a time where inflation is high, people are concerned about the cost of living, and now this brand new uh, uh, bill comes into the household. What kind of stress are you expecting that people are going to experience? And what have you heard from the people that you've already started to work with as with regards to like, you know, this household stress that people are going to experience uh, moving forward? Uh, definitely. So, yeah, again, folks haven't been budgeting for this and, and they've been, you know, uh, a lot of people are not where they are were financially prior to the pandemic. The economy is not really back to what it was prior to the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that did want to hold off on making a decision and make a move and start the process, you know, over the past three and a half years. Now everyone's kind of going into panic mode. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is it's going to uh, it's going to make the processing times a lot longer with the loan servicers and the Department of Education. A lot of them are still understaffed and. Now they're going to get a huge wave of applications coming in, people applying for different repayment plans and forbearances and deferments and things like that. So if before uh, we asked for 90 days to get this all done, that that's probably going to jump up to maybe five to six months before they're, they're able to get anything processed and, and help these folks out. 
Um, but again, that, that's what we're here for, to help people navigate through this stressful time. And what we really want to do is take this burden off of your shoulders. That's and it. Yeah, that, that's really it. That's what we're here that's for. That's the burden, started, right? It's, yeah. it, it's the burden. You, you hit the nail on the head. It, it's it's burden relief. It's not so much student loan relief. It's right. burden relief. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So what's the average? What's the average student balance that you're finding that people are carrying? And more or less, what's that average monthly payment? If Absolutely. So, well, first off, uh, we have $1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt, which is, you know, just second up right after mortgages in the United States. Mm-hmm. The average uh, student loan debt is right around 37000 per borrower. Um, your monthly payment for a bachelor's degree is going to be right around maybe $300. And uh, for a master's degree, you're talking in excess of six to seven hundred dollars a month. Wow. Let me ask you uh, another question here, because I know that help can come from anywhere. And I believe that consumers, they don't really care where the help comes from as long as the help is solid and the helper is genuine and credible. I am in the I'm in the industry. I've been in the financial service industry for a very long time. Uh, and that's why that's how I came across you, David, in your program, because you've helped a number of individuals that I've worked with. So I can vouch for the work. But how can other advisors and other professionals in the insurance industry help their clients with this program as well? Or, or really any ambitious person, any well-meaning entrepreneur, how can they become part of the student optimum services so they can help people, too? Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely anyone can really become a referral partner with us. And as of today, we are uh, the number one source of student loan forgiveness assistance for over maybe 200 financial financial institutions nationwide. And we are 100 percent referral based. Um, we work with our referral partners all the time. The folks like uh, in the insurance mm-hmm. industry, uh, loan officers, credit repair offices and even individual entrepreneurs. Uh, I want to say maybe 80 percent of our clients have been referred to us by a financial advisor where the other 20% are referred to us by existing clients that have seen the pro- uh, process work and, and have went through it, and now they want to send their moms, sisters, and daughters over to us, right? Um, so a- anyone can really become a referral partner of us and, and help get the word out to as many people as possible Wonderful. To, to take advantage, definitely. Wonderful. I, I want to dive into the the specifics of the program as best we can with our allotted time. I know people like to know, okay, how does it work and where do we go from here if I'm interested? So let, let's just kind of rapid fire this a little bit. What would you say is uh, is the process? Let's go through the process. And again, be mindful of time here, but what's the process or experience that a client can expect if they decide, you know what, I'm going to reach out to, to student loan, uh, to student optimum services. I'm going to go through this process. What could they expect? So definitely my uh, team and I have, over the past 13 years, we've streamlined that process to make this as painless as possible. We start off with a free, no-obligation phone consult where we'll be able to pull up your student loans, do a step-by-step explanation on how all this works, and within the first 30 minutes, be able to tell you exactly what we are able to do for you. Let me ask you, 30 minutes, does it cost them anything to do that? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, that's important because, yeah, it's important. People these days want to know, hey, what's it going to cost me? In fact, when as I uh, speak with people about the, the program, that's the first question that comes out of their mouth. All right, very good. So 30 minutes, they get an answer. A couple of more questions I've got for you then. Who would you say is the ideal candidate then? Because not everybody's going to qualify, and I don't want to get everyone excited about it. Who do you help? Who's the ideal candidate? Who's got the best shot of seeing this work for them? So that's easy. Um, You really need to meet three criteria for us to be able to help you, and those are very simple. The first one is your student loans will need to be federal because these programs are all offered by the Department of Education. They apply only to federal student loans, unfortunately not private. The second one is you'll need to have at least $25,000 in outstanding debt Mm -hmm. for these programs to really make sense for you. And the third is you need to be out of school. So either graduated or dropped out. We won't be able to do anything for you or start anything until after you graduate. And I, I want to pick up that question there because that's a question that oftentimes people ask me. And I'm sure that there are those that are listening or thinking about it. You've got someone who graduated two years ago. Maybe they're 27, 28, graduated two years ago. Uh, they accumulated a ton of debt. Um, being that it's only two years removed from finishing their education, does that person qualify to, uh, or 
does it make sense for them to apply or because it's too soon, the chances of them being approved are slim? No, that makes no difference whatsoever. Um, we work with schools that as soon as they have a graduating class, they'll send us over a list of their graduates right after mm-hmm. those graduates have wow. completed their exit exam the following week, and we start calling folks and scheduling them in. And we have folks that have graduated in the early 90s that wow. are still paying back their student loans. So anything in between, really. So uh, while they're still in school, no, but as soon as they get out, they can qualify. Fantastic. Exactly. Does the process affect their credit in any way? Absolutely not. So our process is not a settlement. It's not a refinance. So we, we are not a lender. We are not a bank. We're not a creditor. We don't take over your debt and now have you stuck making payments to us. That's not what this is. Your student loans remain in good standing with the loan servicer, with the Department of Education the, uh, during, during this whole time. As a matter of fact, if you have, let's say, late payments already or are in default, have defaulted or are in collections, we would first need to get you out of default, get you into good standing, which will improve your credit before we're able to do anything else for you. No negative effect on your credit whatsoever. You know, I didn't know that. That's a fantastic. That was actually one of the questions I was going to ask. What happens if you are in default and, uh, you know, you, you sort of ran away from this debt and you haven't paid in years and they're after you? Uh, you would, they would have to get that first cleaned up before you know, getting good standing. Okay. Because I've had a few people ask me that question and, and uh, that's going to be common these days. I think a lot of people have abandoned ship on their payments. They're being chased for these payments. Uh, you know, but they want to make good. They want to do good, but but obviously, for whatever reason, they they had to default. Um, so that's a that's a great lifeline for those that are that that want to do right and want to get back into good graces with their student loan payments. Let me ask you a few more questions. The programs, okay? Uh, do these programs uh, they only apply to people working uh, in a certain field, uh, like a public service, for example, um, or is it an open field? No, it really is an open field. Um, that's a great way to put it. So there are specific programs that are meant for folks that work in public service and teachers and things like that. But what these are is they are repayment plans. So they don't discriminate against where you work, uh, how much you work, it, it, what field you work in. You can be self-employed, unemployed, public service, private sector, anything in between. And we'll, we'll be able to get you some kind of relief and some kind of uh, forgiveness and assistance. Military, is there any... Um for those that, that have served in the military or are currently in the military, does the program work for them as well? Because I do know a lot of servicemen who have accumulated some debt, even though obviously the, the, the government and the military um, paid for a lot of their student loans, but some of them con- continue to do further education after they got done with their military paid for education. Um, is there anything special for them that, that they can uh, have access to, or is it the same for them as anyone else? No, so yes, there are spe- uh, special programs for active military and our veterans, um, and just like you know, there are for the teachers or folks that work in public service or for nonprofit organizations. But you do not need to be in in any of those industries. You you can be you know have a you be a baker and have your own bakery or work for a a, a private sector you know corporation, and and we'll still definitely be able to help you. Yeah, I, I've got so many questions. We've got two minutes left here. Um, uh, and, and again, people can. Yeah, I know. And there's, what's, what's great about it is uh, uh, we're going to post your information up at our website. Uh, and if anyone wants further information, they can certainly track me down. They can find me on my website, thejmamietalkshow.com or j at thejmamie.com. And I'll be a conduit uh, to, to your questions and, and, and David and his company. But is there a scenario that you've come across, apart from what you said earlier, it's got to be a it cannot be a private loan. It's got to be under. Uh, it's got to be over twenty five thousand. What is a scenario that wouldn't qualify, even if it's a a, a public loan or a government loan, even if it's a uh, over twenty five thousand dollar debt? What's a scenario that a person wouldn't qualify to get their student loan forgiven? So besides those things you mentioned, as far as the student loan being private or being um, less than twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars, there's really nothing that will disqualify you. Okay. Um, matter of fact, twenty percent of our clients are going to qualify for at least eighty percent of their loans forgiven, and eighty percent of our clients are going to qualify to get on track for full forgiveness. So as long as you you meet those three criteria I mentioned earlier, we're, we're going to be able to help. Hey, this is fantastic. We're, we've got about thirty seconds left. You are providing services in all 50 states, correct? 
We are. All 50 states and territories. Okay. The good thing is that you guys have been doing this for 13 years. So you're not the Johnny-come-latelys and you're not new kids on the block. You know, you've got the experience to deal with, uh, obviously, over 5,000 individuals that you've helped. I think that 5,000 is going to go over 50,000 you know, in the next six months to a year. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that the 90-day the process could take a little longer just because of what's going to happen, the, how full that pipeline is going to be for the government to start working on these programs. Um, so patience is the big play. David Casarium, CEO, President of Student Optimum Services, you're providing a fantastic service. Appreciate you being on the show. Jay, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. ThriveSalesMastery.com. Are you a busy founder or C-suite executive looking to optimize your productivity and leadership abilities? Your deep sleep could be the key. By improving your body's internal machinery without relying on coffee or sleeping pills, you can access new levels of performance, flow, and well-being. As a result, more free time with loved ones, you becoming a more effective leader, improve longevity, minimize disease risk, maximizing your impact in the world around you, and so much more. Check out thesleepconsultant.com today to learn more. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Wrapping up a fantastic conversation with David Kazarian about student loan uh, debt and the issues that uh, our country is going to face. On the heels of that, I'm interested and very excited about our next guest, who I had a chance to meet not too long ago uh, at an event. I was very impressed with the mindset. And one of the things I know, although a lot of people oftentimes are complaining about the the millennials and the mindset of the young folks in this country and how it's concerning, right? And let's be honest, it's, it's concerning. So it's refreshing when you find young minds that are future thought leaders because of the way that they have reshaped their own thinking, they've revised their disciplines, and now they're on track to make great things happen, not only in society, in their communities, but also where they work. And that's the case with our next guest, John Loringer, who is not only a 26-year-old dynamo in the corporate world, but has got an interesting story and what he's doing to help others. And when I say others, others that are, are of his age group change the way they think so that they can move quicker and faster in their future endeavors is uh, is pretty impressive. So I wanted to have him on the show, get a chance to share his thoughts with us today. John Loringer, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay, thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, listen, I got to tell you something. I, the more I have a chance to hear your story, the more impressed I am. And quite frankly, brother, you give me hope. <laughs> you give me hope. And our producer, Pat, here could probably attest to the same thing. Uh, it's refreshing to hear a young mind that thinks the way you think. That's why you're on the program. But let's take it back a little bit. I know you've got an interesting sure. upbringing. Let's get our listeners up to speed on that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for everyone out there, again, my name's John Lowinger. I'm 26 years old. I work in um, corporate IT, and uh, um, I graduated from the University of North Texas um, in spring of uh, 2022. So um, since then, I've been able to um, progress my career in the corporate world while still providing insights and um, career development advice to people back at the University of North Texas people that I come across and uh, my friends and family. So let me ask you this. You had a rough upbringing, right? It wasn't, I mean, it, it just, let's just be honest, right? It it wasn't traditional. Um, It's not the the, the upbringing that most people would desire, but you didn't let that hold you back. Can you share that story a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was 17, uh, so this, this goes back and uh, yeah, it has been quite an upbringing. But when I was 17, uh, I was really hard-headed and stubborn and always getting into fights um, with uh, with my mom and stepdad. So um, they ended up uh, sending me off to live with my, um, with my Uncle Wayne and my grandma uh, up in a lake house in Austin. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it was not uh, the easiest living situation. I mean, if you imagine a, a lake cabin that was built in the 1940s where you have to use uh, firewood to keep keep warm in winter, um, that can definitely be uh, a character builder. And then um, my uncle also had some drug abuse problems that we constantly had to deal with. So you get through that. You start high school, high school, uh, rather college, rather, right after high school. Right. That didn't pan out. Um, you you, you kind of went in there for one year, figured out it's not what you were ready to do yet. It's not that you didn't want to do it. You weren't ready to do. How often do you find those who graduate high school, John, all of a sudden they, they thrust themselves into college, mm. waste money, mm-hmm. get into student loan debt, only to find out a year or two later they really weren't ready for it. It just wasn't their time. How is that a challenge? Because I know you speak to the, to, uh, to the youth about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, I, I think it comes from an interesting place. I think a, a lot of people that are young people just graduating high school are kind of thrusted into college by their own parents' expectations of who they are or mm-hmm. who they want to become instead of them spending some some initial time to figure out who they are. So, um, and and that's how I felt. So I, I jumped in college. I was um, towards the end of my freshman year and I was sitting in a, a st- business statistics class. And I remember none of it was making sense to me. Um, it was, I, I, I just kept thinking the whole class, you know, my mind's elsewhere. And I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, um, I just walked out and, and didn't go back for four years and just went out there and worked in the real world, um, with different marketing and sales jobs. And what did you find out about yourself during those four years? Cause you eventually went back to college, mm-hmm. killed it in college. And now you're again, you just got a promotion today at the it firm that you're with. So things have turned around drastically, but what did you learn about yourself in that four year hiatus? Absolutely. I think a, a lot of it was learning about my own, my own mindset. And, um, I mean, again, that was kind of like, uh, like a period in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. So how, how did I learn what areas I wanted to focus on or specialize in, you know, leading up to where I'm at now? I, it was through all these different trials and errors of exploring different industries um, trying out different jobs just to see what I was good at and what I was passionate mm. about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and I found out during those years that, uh, w- what makes me really passionate excites me the most is just the ability to help others. You know, I've always preached and, 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 and preached and taught that it's very difficult to know what you want to do that makes you happy unless you know yourself first. Right. Right. And I think that the pressure of getting out there, going to school, getting a job, making money, paying bills, doesn't allow a person, a young person, or even an older person, the time to reflect and realize, okay, who am I? What do I like? What do I don't like? What am I good at? What am I not good at? What am I willing to try? What am I not willing to try? What am I willing to compromise? What am I not willing to compromise? Until you have all those answers down packed, you're going to be a wandering generality and along the way, waste a lot of time, waste a lot of money right? Thankfully, you figured it out after four years, young enough to go back and get your degree, right? Yeah. And uh, I I think it's also too about goal setting, you know, set the right short-term goals, set some goals, you know, a few months out and then, and then make longer um, plans such as a two-year or three-year goal for yourself. And when, when we're talking about new young professionals out here in the job force, um, I see a, a lot of lack of motivation or desire just because of of the current economic situation and status of um, the United States right now, mm-hmm. such as the uh, student loan payments restarting again soon, high interest rates on private loans. Um, a lot of people are struggling to to find their place, and and you know that American dream of owning a house is. Um, going it, it's it's going further away for a lot of people out there there's no doubt about it and, yeah. and it, it it probably won't come back for quite a while whether you're young especially if you're young and even if you're older with kids and dead and a bunch of other things happening it becomes very very difficult i want to ask you though you you mentioned about young folks uh goals what are you finding that is missing apart from goal setting when you when you're among your peers right because you mm-hmm. hang out with mm-hmm. the folks that you are right right um there's 
always an immediate distinction between the go-getter and the no-getter, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? There's a distinction. What would you say in your age group is that distinction? I think um, I think people in my age are still struggling uh, pretty hard to to figure out how to build relationships on a professional level. Okay, and uh, that can be uh, with people at a company they're wanting to work with, and their friend or in uh, their friend circle. Um, or even just business networking events to to expand their network because you never know um, when you, whenever you're going to find a great team, right, or an opportunity or um, someone to collaborate with or a, a referral maybe to come bring them on to your team or your company. So I think a lot of people um, isolate themselves into these bubbles. And uh, you'll see it all the time whenever you go out to restaurants, right, or you go out for a cocktail. Everyone's stuck on their phone instead of, you know, talking to the person next to him. So what would, advice would you give? Because you're you're actually already doing mm-hmm. um, freelance consulting work for young adults that are trying to figure things out, right? Right. Um, from a, from a, an employee uh, sta- a point of view, meaning at a job, how does an executive at a job, a young professional – begin to leave a mark at their firm because you are right. You've got a, right. you had a promotion uh, earlier today and right. uh, 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 just recently rather. So um, that's pretty impressive. What can they do to separate themselves from the pack on a corporate level and then on a social level? Absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk about the corporate level first. So I, I think um, from, from whenever you first are onboarded into your position or role, uh, obviously it needs to match the experience and skill sets that, that you have. I always say um, maybe you don't have all the skill sets, but if you have 80%, I, I think that's a good start. And then also um, just doing good quality, consistent work. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's uh, a lot of people struggle with that discipline, you know, to show up and put in the full eight or nine hours or, you know, some industries it might be even longer. So um, if you can do good work consistently, then people are going to notice um, your name's going to go around. And it's OK to um, to mention your achievements, your wins um, and and things that where you were a successful component of a project. It's OK to brag about yourself. And on a social level, where could young professionals, young individuals begin to make an impact on a social level? Oh, absolutely. So um, there, there's a few ways I see um, someone could could go get started this weekend. I mean, there's uh, there's apps out there where people have different groups or hobbies um, where you can go ahead and get involved or you can volunteer at, at different um, charity givebacks around mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. I always think um, giving back to society is essential towards your own growth and uh, a lot of good opportunities will come back out of that. And uh, also, um, <clears throat> I think you're the, you're the, you're kind of the product of the people you surround yourself with. I agree. So, you know, if you have your five closest friends, you know, are they as motivated as you? Do they have similar goals? Are they on top of their career and life? Um, and then, and then also have a relationship deeper with these people where you can, you can connect with them personally and have a shoulder to lean on or ideas to to bounce off if you need it or if they need it. John, I got to tell you something. Uh, I'm impressed with you. The more I hear your story, the more I hear the way you think. Uh, as I said earlier, I kind of joked about it and said, boy, you give us hope. Uh, but I, 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 I'm serious about that. And, and I know that our listeners feel the same way. We appreciate you being on the program. You're going to do some great things because you're a rock star. And I think the world is yet to hear um, how much impact you're going to bring the local community but the global community as well. So we appreciate being on the program. Thank you so much for having me on, Jay. It's, um, I'm very appreciative to hear you say those kind words, and I look forward to coming back on here. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Business owners, are you using QuickBooks for your credit card transactions and payroll? What if I told you there was an easier, more efficient way and that you may find tax advantages for your business? This may be for you. If so, reach out to my good friend and former guest, Alan Fivash from Heartland. If you haven't had analysis in the past 18 to 24 months on your credit card processing payroll, now's the time. Reach out to Alan Fivash from Heartland at 972-989-1316. 972-989-1316. One of your most important assets as a business owner 
is your intellectual property or IP, including trademarks and patents. This sounds fancy, but it just means protecting any name or logo your company uses, how your products are built, how they work, or how they look. Rosenthal IP Law is here to walk you through the process every step of the way. We take the time to understand your business and we'll work with you to protect what's important to you and your business. Visit us at Rosenthal.law. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm looking forward to a conversation with our next guest here. You know, having the spirit of an entrepreneur is something that I admire, especially when you take leaps of faith into an industry that is quite competitive and your background really doesn't lend to the experience that might be uh, considered when you're launching a business in a particular industry. So my business spotlight today to wrap up the show is Elena Luhan. She is the CEO and founder of Elevated Virtual Assistance. And now what's so special about her is that you're going to hear in a minute, boy, she's got the heart of a champion. She's a future thought leader. She's an incredible person with vision that you won't find in someone in a young mind as, as hers. So as a result of that, she's here today in studio. Elena, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you, Jay. Thanks so much for having me today. Hey, you've got an interesting story that as you and I continue to chat, I'm learning these these new things about you that I'm really impressed. I was impressed already, which is why you're on the show. It takes a lot to be on our show, especially as a business spotlight. But considering you're young and you've got the uh, the, the vision of, a, of an experienced thought leader, uh, I wanted you on the program to inspire others who might be in the same scenario, young and looking for opportunities to, to make their mark on the world. But before we dive into elevated virtual assistant in this great firm and what you're offering as a service. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yes. So I um, am from Pottsboro. I spent about 15 years in the big city of Las Vegas before I moved out to Texas Mm -hmm. and always worked remotely since moving out here. So I was just pretty used to working virtually and having that remote team. So it just, uh, it came naturally. That's fantastic. But I'm interested in in finding out from you, Elena, you know, the virtual assistant space, it's a difficult space. It's a it's a space that's up and coming uh, more and more uh, throwing their hat in that space. Uh, but I'd like to know you as a as a young person. And, and, and when I say young person uh, my, to my listeners, you're in your mid or you're in your mid 20s, right? 24, yes. 25. Yep. Right. Uh, to start a business in virtual assistance is incredible at this age. But what inspired you to launch? So I had read an article that 45% of new businesses fail within the first two years. Mm -hmm. And that touched a soft spot for me because all of the companies that I had worked with as an employee before, you know, becoming a business owner, they were smaller businesses. They had been past the two year point already, but starting as the eighth or the 10th employee, that's still small. Mm -hmm. And I had thought, you know, I had an attachment to these companies. How would I feel if If they failed, Mm. I wouldn't like that. And Mm -hmm. just with my background with working with these small companies, I've been able to be an account manager, a receptionist. I've been able to work with the director of client relations, have weekly meetings with CEOs, the CMOs, everyone. And I was able to grow so much knowledge and already have just this extensive, this extensive base knowledge that Mm -hmm. I could easily continue to do research and learn. And the virtual assistant space is perfect for it because virtual assistance isn't just about managing a calendar or checking an inbox. It's about bringing your knowledge and your specialty to help these business owners or business professionals succeed and grow and meet their goals. So I figured if I have all of this experience, what can I teach or what can I implement even to help these businesses not fail and make it past that second year? It's, it's so impressive, uh, Elena, because you didn't go to college. Nope. Right? <laughs> I did not. We were talking about student loan earlier, and that's not a, a trap you fell into. No. Right? So you, you have no collegiate uh, academic type of experience, uh, but you've got world experience. You've got mm-hmm. in the trenches experience. You just mentioned a bunch of companies that you worked. I'm sure that was right after high school. So, you know, your experience and your credibility comes from being in the trenches working with, with companies. And you've got to sell yourself really, really well in order to have that much responsibility for companies at an early age without any college degree. So kudos to you. It kind of shows folks that, yeah, college is is, is 
is important, but is not necessary if you've got the heart of a, of a champion. Let me ask you, though, uh, the VA space is a growing space, right? So what makes Elevated different? That's a great question. So at Elevated, our goal for each client isn't to land the client. Our goal for each client is to see their success and to see their growth. And what can we do to even have a hand in that success? I'm always the first person that meets with a potential client. And during these meetings, yeah, we're talking about some of the problems that they're having, what they may want to outsource, things like that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really listening for is why. Why are you having that problem? Okay, so you're having a hard time generating revenue, but why? Mm -hmm. What's causing that? What can we do to help to make that problem non-existent anymore? So with your experience so far, Elena, what are the challenges that you find are, are common in the uh, VA space? I would say that I believe the main challenge um, in the VA world is that a lot of people don't know how to utilize mm -hmm. a VA. Right. Um, they'll have an idea of they're too busy and they need help. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Where do you go from there? So it's what we'll do is, again, we'll listen, we'll find the why, we'll listen to the problems that they're having and... That's the starting point. Okay, you need help posting on social media because it's a lot to keep up with. Mm -hmm. Check. You need your inbox managed. Check. That's great. But then that leads to the next problem that is very common is where to find a virtual assistant. Correct. Um, Correct. They may know someone that has a virtual assistant, but that doesn't mean that that same VA is going to be a perfect match for them. Mm -hmm. Personality, experience-wise. That's a good point. Anything. You know, that that's, that's an excellent point. There's... First of all, you got to find where the VAs are, right? A lot of companies, a lot of individuals, a lot of entrepreneurs who don't have the time to do exactly what you were talking about, some of this, uh, the remedial work, um, they need someone to provide that, uh, to fill, fill that gap, but they don't know where to go. And even if you know where to go, then the question of reliability is a problem, right? I've heard from some of my colleagues, even my own personal experience, reliability is an issue in the VA space, Right. Um, so that's a challenge that I think, uh, is one that's common and, and I appreciate that you guys are addressing that. Uh, but some of these other challenges, how, so let's talk about reliability. That's mm -hmm. a big challenge, right? How is your company addressing the issue of consistency and reliability when you might have a prospective employer ask you about that? So the way that we just stay reliable for our clients is, Yes, you get to work with your VA one-on-one, -on -one, and that VA is yours. Mm -hmm. And they're there for you, they work for you, all of those things. But in all reality, people have lives. A lot of VAs are moms or soon-to-be moms. There may be a maternity leave in there, things like that. They need time off. But the benefit of working with, again, a boutique agency is you can have that guaranteed backup if you so choose. We can make sure that another VA covers you or even I'll help cover if needed, depending on what some of that work looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you maintain efficiency then? Oh, maintaining efficiency. So I <laughs> I am best with organized chaos, I like <laughs> to call it. So of course I have my calendar, but my calendar is absolutely chaotic. Mm -hmm. There's a block for 30 minutes. Um, work on so-and-so's spreadsheets. Then there may be a block for an hour. Um work on so-and-so's sales funnel, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. But for me, since I'm bouncing all around, I can't focus on one single thing for three hours. My brain just doesn't like it. I get bored. Mm -hmm. So 30 minutes. I am in tunnel vision for 30 minutes because I know that is the only time I have unless I want to work in bed or try and push it off to the next day and cram in my schedule even more. So it's that those blocks very good. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, I like that. Organized chaos, right? Organized chaos. I work the same way. I, 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 it's very difficult for me to have something that is streamlined. It's got to be chaotic, but I understand exactly what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. No one else can, but I understand it. <laughs> so what was your journey like when you started the business? I'm curious to hear, you know, when you went from rec recognizing a problem to saying, I'm going to solve problems. Mm -hmm. I really like this question. So, I was working as an employee mm -hmm. um, and I had put myself up for a promotion. It wasn't an option. I just put it out there and it worked. I got the promotion. Two weeks later, I lost the promotion because 
I hadn't done the job before and that didn't fit a new program that that company was implementing. So with that, they brought in a fractional chief sales officer. And uh, she was my new manager. She would have been the fifth one in less than two years. Um, And her and I, frankly, we weren't a match. And she was the motivation to start my own business. Mm -hmm. Take that as you will. Mm -hmm. So I just, I quit. Mm. I quit one day. I wanted to be in control of my career, my success, my day-to-day life. I didn't, Love it. I didn't want that stress anymore. So I just quit. And for a couple of weeks while I was figuring it out, I was working on my parents' farm with some cows mm-hmm. and doing both. And one day it just it clicked. I realized what I could do after all of the research of who needs help? How can I help? What is my, where is my skill set valuable besides just another position to fill? Mm-hmm. And- this and is where I go. ended up. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we talked about earlier my, when my first guest, David Kazarian, he launched his company, uh, Student Optimum Services, out of frustration as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes frustration breeds the greatest inspiration, yeah. right? I'm, I'm a product of frustration. I, I got frustrated where, where I was working at a long time ago, and I decided to go on my own. And yeah, it's not something that most people do, but it's rewarding once it starts to work. It's mm-hmm. a leap of faith. Last question here in our final 30 seconds. I've written blogs before about the transition from employee mindset to entrepreneur mindset. Many people cannot make the transition. What was it like for you transitioning from having an employee mindset to now a business owner mindset? Um, a lot of people say it's hard, but I think it was confusing. And once I finally figure that out, I realized that the mindset doesn't change. You're you're working for yourself, but you need to keep that same mindset of keep pushing. It's not a promotion, but maybe it's the next client. Maybe mm. it's the next thing that you can add to your business to gain more clients. You have to keep lear- learning and working harder just as you would as an employee. You know, I, I think business ownership forces you to get better, forces you to, to, to push and pull yourself in a way that that maybe you wouldn't have done it as a as an employee, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when you're on your own, it goes from a sense of urgency to a state of an emergency. Yes. Right? <laughs> yep. I mean, when you got to pay the bills, boy, and if you don't pay those bills, uh, you know the you know, the the creditors are calling and people <laughs> are knocking on your door. Uh, as an employee, you can have a lousy week, but the paycheck's coming, right? And as a business owner, a lousy week means bills don't get paid, you don't eat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it develops a, a different set of disciplines that you probably won't develop as an employee. I got to tell you something, Elena, I'm very impressed with you. I'm very impressed with the person that you are and, and who you're becoming is, is going to be very obvious as a successful person in the virtual assistant world. The name of the company is called Elevated Virtual Assistants. We're going to have your information up at our website so people can track you down. And I appreciate you being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Folks, that wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive-Minded content. Make sure you tune in next week for your next hour of Thrive Time.